Hi. 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 My name is Todd Gill. My name is Jesse Gabriel. My name is Chris Greco. My name is Carolyn Martin. My name is Meredith Bailey. Jack Chu. My name is Sixo. And I am a product architect for ODM. I work for IBM Research UK and I'm a software engineer. Work for IBM Research in Darlesbury, near Manchester in the UK. I'm the lead for creating global marketing plans and programs to tell the AI powered automation story. I am the project marketing lead for business automation. I work for Chatbot Bay. I work for the University of Plymouth. I work for MSERBS. I work for IBM. I'm Brett Fanoff. I'm the project director for the Mayflower Autonomous Ship, and uh, I'm the chief instigator. The team we put together is, I mean, they're unique. We touch on every engineering discipline. We touch across many theoretical areas of research in AI, machine learning, robotics, and, you know, so it's, it's a vast range of expertise and all motivated by curiosity, right, which is the unifying trait, and nobody ever seems to get tired or downtrodden, even when we have a bad day, right? People just dig in. So it's, it's, it's unique in its range of expertise, and I think it's unique in its, I'd like to think it's unique, at least in its spirit of camaraderie. I mean, we all really kind of like each other, and we're all very different people, but we're, doing a very complicated, very difficult thing across many areas of research, across a vast geographical distance. And so from India to Canada to, you know, the New Zealand, the United States, Europe, so far it's working really, really well. I guess the, what the unifying theory is, they're all a little bit goofy and, and have a sense of humor and it's, and it's fun and they all like to make things and discover new things. And that's sort of the hallmark of all the people is this curiosity driven effort. And then uh, some people are quite serious engineers. And for them, this is like, you know, it's like the biggest remote control car in the world kind of thing, right? The biggest problem we have, I tell people all the time, is that we have too much help. Everybody wants to help. And we can't say yes to all of it. So that's a good place to be. My name is Bryony Pearton. I'm a third year marine biology and coastal ecology student at the University of Plymouth. I'm currently doing a placement year with Claire Embling, uh, looking at bioacoustics in marine mammals. I'm Dr. Claire Embling. I work for the University of Plymouth and I'm a researcher of whales, whales and dolphins, particularly the sounds of whales and dolphins. I remember being told about this project of an autonomous ship that was going to be crossing the Atlantic Ocean and would I like to be involved? Perhaps I'd like to, to have a hydrophone on board and listen for whales and dolphins as we crossed the, over the ocean. And I was immediately hooked on the project and really excited about it. In the project, I'm responsible for listening to lots of marine mammal sound data uh, to help with training the models responsible for identifying and labelling the sounds that will help us understand what we're hearing from the inbuilt hydrophones on board the MAS 400. Since then, I've learned a lot about whale sound and it's been so amazing to meet people and make connections I wouldn't have otherwise had access to. I'm Jonathan Jessabati and I'm IBM's Head of Communications for the Mayflower Autonomous Ship, which basically means I get to tell the world about the project and how IBM is involved. So I first came across the Mayflower Autonomous Ship project back in the autumn of 2019. One of my colleagues, Carrie, she's based in Canada, but somehow she came across the details of this amazing project to use IBM technology to create a fully autonomous vessel 
that was going to sail from Plymouth, England to Plymouth, Massachusetts with absolutely no one on board. My name's Carrie Benja. I work in IBM Communications. And my job's a lot of fun because I'm responsible for telling stories about IBM to journalists all over the United States so that they can share stories of IBM innovation with their readers. In April of 2019, I was looking around for some local stories in the, in the Atlanta area, and IBM Systems University advertisement caught my eye. So I started going through the agenda, looking through the presentations, and then I stumbled across a session on the Mayflower Autonomous Ship. Immediately, it captured my imagination, the sheer potential of the story, the global nature of the work, and the fact that it actually crossed Austin, Raleigh, UK, Canada, France. It was just fascinating. So very early on, I recognized that this could be an absolutely fantastic story. It had so much going on and so many cool factors. It was brave. It was full of grit. It was full of really cool IBM technology. It had these really passionate people, like real people with like spanners and hammers and stuff. And they were working to create uh, together to create what was essentially uh, an ocean robot that was going to sail around collecting data to somehow safeguard the ocean's future. And most importantly, after actually going down to Plymouth and meeting Brett and his team from NSUBS and seeing the work that they did, I absolutely realized that these guys could pull this off. Hi, I'm Marwen. I work for MSUBS. I'm an intern and I'm responsible for parts of the mechanical engineering and the boat handling for the Mayflower. My plan throughout my degree was always to do a year in industry, as we call it. I got an interview with MSUBS during which I got to see the Mayflower for the first time. Back then, it was just this white centaur living in the car park and they showed me an inside and I was just so curious and fascinated. I just bombarded my poor interviewer with so many questions at that time. I think the guy was slightly scared of me but I must have done something right because they offered me the role and I've been here ever since with a smile on my face and a tool bag and just lots of enthusiasm trying to get stuck in with as much of it I can. My name is Raphael Sachs and I work for a team at IBM called the Cloud Engagement Hub. We're focused on uh, basically pitching and implementing cloud transformations for some of IBM's largest clients. I came to work on the Mayflower Autonomous Ship Project, uh, and it immediately piqued my interest because I have a personal connection to the Mayflower being descended from uh, a member of the crew named John Alden. Uh, my middle name is Alden, and uh, it's a, a family tradition that uh, many of uh, my relatives and I have Alden as their first or middle name. And the, the part that I uh, ended up working on was this Watson Assistant chatbot uh, named Artie the Octopus, who users can basically come to the website and, and have a little fun, whether it's you know asking the octopus to tell a joke or playing a, an interactive ocean cleanup game. Um, and, and my role was kind of around training the chatbot and sort of programming what kind of answers it could give and what kind of questions it might handle. My name is Paul Barreto. I work for MSUBS. I'm one of the engineering directors for the company, and I'm also a chartered engineer. I normally am responsible for the design of military submarines um, within MSUBS. So I've had a significant involvement in pressure vessel design, naval architecture for small uh, military submarines for various governments, and co-responsible for um, engineering within MSUBS as a general organization. 
my primary responsibilities on Mayflower were to take the original conceptual design and get it into production, produce the engineering uh, manufacturing drawings, review the design with some colleagues to ensure that it uh, uh, satisfied the, the, uh, the performance requirements. And then I was also involved in actively going across to Poland to check on the manufacturing status of the vessel in the few months that it was with, uh, with the Polish guys. My name is Patrick Rusz. I'm research staff member at IBM Research in Zurich, Switzerland. The team and I have been working on a handheld device that is able to function as an electronic tongue. So I'll tell you something about the composition of liquids by just dipping uh, the, an array of sensors directly inside. Um, and when we heard about the Mayflower Autonomous Ship Project, uh, we thought the proposal to actually put this sensor on board of an autonomous ship and have it measure all by itself, the properties of the ocean seemed absurd at first. Um, how could we do it if there was nobody there to handle it? Um, how would we actually know that uh, the technology could work in seawater? Um, so because of all these questions and us being scientists, I think that's what prompted us to, to take on the challenge. vision of the future of the ocean is an ocean that continues to be full of life, diversity, um, all the animals that live in it living in harmony with each other and humans using that sea sustainably so that we can have these highly biodiverse and uh, luxurious uh, seas. I say luxurious because if you listen to the sounds of the sea, it sounds luxurious. I mean, there's so many beautiful sounds in there, not just whales and dolphins, uh, the lovely sounds that they make, but also snapping shrimp and the choruses of, of fish. So I, I grew up in Derbyshire, so I was nowhere near the sea, but I've always had a passion for the sea. We always tried to get to the seaside during holidays. My dad and I always loved the sea. I remember standing on the front of the ship going over to the Scilly Isles one time in a massive swell. My dad and I stood on the front deck of the boat uh, competing to see how long we could stay standing. Luckily, I don't suffer from seasickness. My name is James Sutton. I work for IBM Research UK and I'm a software engineer. Uh, I'm responsible for the IBM Science Pod. It's a Raspberry Pi cluster that will orchestrate and run all of our science experiments from the hydrophone experiment that's going to be automatically identifying whale song, our hypertaste experiment that's going to be tasting the water and identifying chemical compositions within it. Uh, we have a experiment that's looking at how much energy is in the waves that the ship encounters and also one that's going to be looking at very accurately measuring the height of our oceans. There's, there's always something about being at the boundary of, of earth to land that, that always fascinates me. Um, you always look out onto the ocean and you, you can't really see anything on the horizon. You just think, well, what would happen if I just kept going in that direction? So you know, I, I really love the idea of exploring the sea. Um, I think there's a new dimension to exploring the sea, which is sort of understanding the science of it and understanding the health of our oceans. It's so vital uh, for humanity's continued existence on this planet that our oceans are healthy. My name is Andrew Melchior and I'm the founder of the Third Space Agency. My company is creating a digital twin of the Mayflower Autonomous Ship using thousands of photographs and laser scans of the vessel. Once complete, it will be the ultimate ship in a bottle, allowing us to visualise the real-time data coming in from the missions that she undertakes. 
When I first saw the MAS 400, it basically reminded me of a ship from the PlayStation series game Wipeout. Uh, it looks just like a spaceship to me. Um, if you were to change the propulsion system, it looks like it could uh, take off and go into space. My personal vision for the future of the ocean would include using hydrogen and wind power to propel vessels uh, carrying cargo so we can avoid using bunker oil. Um, and I think obviously technologies such as edge cloud and machine learning will optimize and propel these vessels in the most efficient manner uh, and afford us a modern and sustainable form of shipping. My name is Stephanie Decker. I am the IBM event marketing manager for the Mayflower Autonomous Ship Project. My grandparents lived the New Jersey shore and parents had a home on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. It was where I learned how to swim and fish and was taught to always respect the sea. To this day, I still find the sounds of waves crashing on the beach the most beautiful sound on earth. I have learned so much about how vital the ocean's health is to our environment and how critical it is that we ensure its well-being. The ocean is such a beautiful and vibrant place. Initially, I was disheartened after seeing all the damage of microplastics and overfishing. However, seeing Promare's and IBM's deployment of technology for good buoyed my spirits. Every day I learn something new and am honored to be working with this brilliant team. My name is Andrew Ketanis. I'm a UX designer for IBM and I work on the design of the Mayflower web portal. My family are actually from a small island between Asia and the Mediterranean, so my personal feelings about the ocean are um, really nostalgic, just spending summers fully immersed in it, exploring the rocks, finding all kinds of sea life. But more recently, all of that's been really put in perspective, seeing how the changes in the planet's climate are affecting our oceans, how significantly and quickly everything is changing. So I think part of addressing the problem is rapid global change. I think as time goes on, we'll start to rediscover how interconnected all these things are, why the health of the ocean matters and why it's in many ways a sort of barometer for our overall planet health. My name is Jack Chu. I work as a client technical specialist in IBM Norway for the cloud and cognitive software department. I'm mainly responsible for AI and data. The area of a ocean is about 362 million square kilometer, which covers about 71% of Earth's surface. So I believe that there are huge potentials in the ocean and we will be more and more dependent on the ocean resource in the future. To be able to extract those ocean resources, we will need autonomous and subsea technologies that could help us efficiently utilize the ocean resources. Frankly, we have already discovered a lot about the space, but not that much deeply in the ocean. that we're doing a lot of the aspects of it have sort of never been done before or have never been done in quite the, the way that we're doing it um, so in the case of our cluster it's very easy to set up a cluster of raspberry pies on a desk and you can turn them off and on again if they go wrong or you can just rewrite the software halfway through your experiment because they're just sitting next to you on your desk um, but with this obviously once the ship sets sails we can't 
get to it we can't change anything about it so really trying to make sure that we've thought of every eventuality that our code and the hardware could come across and making sure that if that does happen everything recovers and continues nicely uh, the most important thing is that we capture the data we need for the experiments and we execute the experiments correctly um, so that's it's been a, a real challenge to make sure that that happens um, but i'm pretty confident that it'll be fine it's a hugely exciting project uh, not only because it's great research that we're going to be doing but the platform we're doing the research on the, the mayflower autonomous ship is such a, a sort of next step in in marine technology um i think it's going to be really special and it's been a challenge i mean a lot of us have been doing this more for the love of it than anything else so a lot of evenings weekends tweaking bringing things together we're kind of lucky that the whole team is really passionate about this in some way or another yeah that really helps Hi, my name is Aisha. I work for Promare as a director of the company. I'm responsible for general oversight of all Promare projects. Since my university days in Turkey, I have been working underwater trying to study remains of wrecked ships. Therefore, this is a huge contrast to what I'm used to doing. Instead of studying historic ships and how other people built them, used them and lost them, I'm get to witness the emergence of completely new ship, new ideas, new technologies, which we are building to explore and learn. When the whole world paused because of COVID-19 pandemic this spring, Mayflower's Hall was still in Poland. I thought this would cause huge delays in schedules and we'd have the hardest time getting it to Plymouth. But then... Two days. It just took two days for it to be delivered. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes when the trucks pulled in. Of all the things, I thought, oh, autonomous ship delivery services were about the only things that were not affected in the world. Mm, who knew? My name is Chris Greco. I'm a digital content specialist on the ship's naming ceremony. We had around, well, a terabyte of data uh, of footage and well i pretty much had to download it overnight and send it and ship it back to all the major news outlets who loved the story it was really well worth it but it was a heck, heck of a lot of work so the ocean began fascinating me more and more when i learned how important the role is that it plays uh, in terms of climate change and this is an understanding that has emerged you know relatively recently and I think that's also part of the reason why the Hypertaste project is on board, right? I'm Gianmarco Gabrieli, and uh, I work on the sensor fabrication and testing for the analysis of seawater. The main uh, challenge from the technological point of view was the integration of uh, such a, a system, which has, has never been used for the analysis of seawater. So the AI-assisted technology for the first time can be tested with seawater. My name is Guillaume Moulin and I am a product architect for Rational Decision Manager, a product that Mayflower uses to take decisions. The ocean is the largest unknown area of our planet. We, we know more about all the planets and the stars that surround us than we know about the ocean on the planet we, we live on. So I think it's quite important that we learn about the ocean and the seas of our planet 
because it is a key to life uh, here, to climate. And um, the, the science experiments that Mayflower carries on board are just fascinating and very relevant to the challenges of uh, today and of tomorrow. My name is Simon Holgate. I work for IBM Research in Darlesbury near Manchester in the UK. Uh, I was, uh, after the 2004 Sumatra tsunami, uh, uh, I was involved with a, a small team from the National Oceanography Centre in Liverpool and in Marsat to build, um, you know, the first, what became the first real-time monitoring system that could get data back from anywhere to, to, to monitor sea level because, you know, in these situations you need data in real time that can tell you where the tsunami is propagating to. And some of the work that we're doing on the Mayflower with this open ocean measurement of sea level you know, potentially could be transferred into uh, a lower cost way of, of, of monitoring for tsunamis. And I find that extremely exciting. I'd like the Mayflower to be remembered in, in the same way as, as the Apollo moon landings. It's such a pioneering effort to, you know, land uh, a ship as it were uh, across the Atlantic it's the first time we've taken a, 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 a ship with nobody at all in, in the navigation system taking it all the way across a, a, an ocean it's, it's, it's an amazing feat in this you know, wild and uh, unpredictable environment uh, so it, I think it's it's truly up there, and it to be the you know, maybe like the Wright brothers or something like that with that first uh, 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 flight. But this is this is this is right up there, I think, with those kind of events. And I hope we're remembered in those terms. Hi, my name's Andy Stanford Clark. I work for IBM in the UK and I'm the CTO for IBM UK in Ireland. In my day job, I'm responsible for the public face of IBM's technologies, all of them in fact. And on the Mayflower project, I'm a technical lead for IBM and I talk a lot about math in the media. It's been fabulous working with the team. What a wonderful bunch of people. I've given lots of media interviews and presented the story of Mayflower at a number of technology conferences. It's always great to see the excitement this project inspires in people and the great questions they come up with. <laughs> There's always a question about pirates. At the launch event of Mayflower on the uh, 16th of September, which is the 400th anniversary of the original Mayflower setting sail from Plymouth to across the Atlantic, there are these two men in black characters with dark suits and dark glasses down on the, uh, on the launch pad. Uh, I tentatively asked them who they were, expecting them to say something like, I'm sorry, sir, I can't tell you that information. It's classified. But it turned out they're from Lloyds of London, the insurer. They were really interested in the insurance implication of autonomous shipping. They did mention that Lloyds of London was insuring vessels 400 years ago when the original Mayflower set sail. And they saw this as the exciting dawn of the next 400 years of shipping. My most memorable and funniest moments would be when we are discussing about the ship's certification, where one of the difficulties is that we are lacking reasonable living space and toilets which is not what we have designed for in an autonomous ship, really. So definitely my funniest memory was spring 2021. I was down with a camera crew in Plymouth, and we were there to document the early days of the sea trials and how the autonomous systems were performing. And in one moment, uh, the ship, just showed its own free will and agency and off it went and sailed straight into some rocks, right? <laughs> and that was a complete look of horror on everyone's faces. And uh, Brett was like, turn the f*** 
cameras off. And uh, yeah, they were so worried that we were going to show the ship in some kind of bad way. And um, we secretly uh, kept on recording and um, captured this whole scene and uh, <laughs> and the very uh, awkward conversation that this team of engineers were having between themselves, just trying to figure out what went wrong. I was really fortunate to be able to go and see the Mayflower Autonomous Ships naming ceremony. Up until then, I'd been working on the projects for a couple of months and I'd only seen it in drawings and photos. So being able to go down, see it actually floating by the harbour side was really special to me. Uh, it really brought it all home. I think we're going to see many more versions of it. And I think eventually the ideal would be that there could be a whole fleet of Mayflower autonomous ships out there that are all collecting data, uh, maybe even as a, as a sort of cluster um coordinating where they want to go, how they want to collect their data, prioritizing which experiments to run. Uh, that will really be a, a really fascinating and exciting future for uh, marine technology, autonomy and science altogether. In September, um, the week that the ship launched in Plymouth, UK, uh, I was actually on the other side of the Atlantic in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, I was in the area and I, I drove through and, and stopped at Plymouth Rock uh, and just, you know, seeing all the tourists there and, and the monuments and the rock itself and the gift stores and just feeling like this is a, a really awesome, interesting part of history, but that I am somehow lucky enough to be part of this autonomous ship that's launching across the ocean and will actually travel over to this Plymouth Rock uh, it was just a transcendent and interesting moment uh, of just, you know, realizing how great this project is and how much it personally means to me. My name is Scott Suter. At IBM, I am a product offering leader responsible for a software platform called Maximo Visual Inspection. We have the incredible fortune to be the eyes of the ship. This is a wonderful platform to test out a series of ideas. How do ships perform in an autonomous fashion. Can we create a platform that allows a ship to, to move from one place to another in a, in a safe and secure manner? I think that that as a, a vision statement is tremendously powerful. Going beyond that though, and looking at the potential for this, this work, it, it gets very exciting very fast. When I think about how the tools and technologies that we are testing and developing here, how they can be applied to an industry like shipping, where so much of our, our goods around the world are, are sent on the surface of the ocean in these, these fleets of vessels. And any ability that we have to help increase the safety of that transit uh, the speed of that transit and the security of that transit uh, makes makes a huge difference to how people live around the world. One of the challenges we've faced on the Mayflower has been around the limited space on the inside. I think being me and being small definitely comes in useful. But I've spent hours at a time wedged upside down behind the back of our generator trying to, you know, move an exhaust or put a pipe into the cooling system down there, which is fine. It's all well and good until you drop whatever you're holding into the bilge. There's been some creative solutions trying to get things out. I tend to try and commit and just reach further down 
and try not to get stuck. I've seen some people be lucky enough to drop metal things down there, at which point we've got magnets on sticks that are quite good at getting things out if you can just get the right angle in there. I have seen people reach down there with the hoover before and try and suck things out of the gaps. That's, that's a good way to rescue things. I think one of the most creative ones I've seen though has definitely been when somebody put a, a bit of tape on the end of a stick and just tried to fish it out. That was definitely a strange way to rescue it. Human ears are useless at listening to see sounds under the sea, so I have to use hydrophones to listen uh, to sounds um, under the sea. And um, um, it generates huge amounts of data. So this automatic classifier, this uh, machine learning, these computer neural networks, being able to work out what the sounds are can save a huge amount of time. But also autonomous vessels themselves will be able to go to places we just can't get to very easily. I can't hop in a boat and go off into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to go and survey whales and dolphins. So autonomous ships will will allow us to do things that are just really difficult for us to be able to do and equipped with loads of sensors to be able to measure all sorts of things um, that would be really useful for science. I'd like the Mayflower Autonomous Ship to be remembered as a great example of collaboration and hopefully an inspiration to get lots of young people involved in STEM and ocean technology projects in the future. I hope that this technology can um, shape a vision of the future of the ocean um, by instrumenting it, by making sure we understand what is going on in the ocean and by offering a kind of you know, floating lab that, that helps provide answers to, to the most pressing questions of our time. I'd like the Mayflower Autonomous Ship to be remembered as the ship that sailed all the way around the globe, retracing the steps of Dame Ellen MacArthur. And on that journey, in amongst all the terabytes of data gathered by the scientific experiments on board, there's a little gold nugget of information that led to a profound insight into our understanding of the ocean, which heralded a new era in our relationship with the ocean. And I'd like the Mayflower Autonomous Ship to be remembered as a significant milestone in vehicle autonomy, um, the first to cross an ocean with full autonomy, uh, taking its own decisions, um, and to be remembered as a stepping stone for future sea transportation, the same way as a flight in space from uh, Yuri Gagarin uh, was a step to open up space exploration for men. So it's an exciting adventure. I'd like for it to be remembered for the technology that it's introducing and really the sort of the pathfinder, as it were, for this type of technology in the future. And I'm also keen for it to be remembered as um, you know, a joint sort of Anglo-American um, venture with uh, a bit of British engineering in there, which I'm obviously proud of. I'd like to be remembered as the boat that got from one place to another uh, safely in one, in one piece and and gathering tremendous amounts of information along the way. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Uncharted podcast. Thanks also go to our contributors. These were just some of the people and organizations from all over the world that were involved in the Mayflower Autonomous Ship. 
However, of course, there were upwards of 100 people working on this project. So we do apologize to those that we couldn't include. And having the privilege of meeting all of these people, the one thing that is really clear is it is an incredibly diverse bunch. Uh, they are shipbuilders, of course, because of the nature of this project, but also uh, marine engineers, robotic specialists, software engineers, artificial intelligence and automation experts, oceanographers. Uh, there's providers of specialist services and equipment and and so on and so on. Um, what I did notice, however, is that the one thing that kind of brings them all together, the one thing that they all have in common, despite coming from all over the world and from all sorts of different backgrounds, is that they have this sort of shared sense of inspiration from the challenge of building an AI-powered robot ship. And that's actually perhaps one of the ironies of this project, that building a peopleless ship has taken a village of people to do it. The Mayflower Autonomous Ship made a first attempt to cross the Atlantic in June 2021, but unfortunately had to turn back after a few days due to a mechanical glitch with the hybrid propulsion system. At the time of recording, the ship is back at base in Plymouth, UK, where it is undergoing repairs and improvements ahead of its next missions and Atlantic crossing attempt. Any mission designed to push boundaries is not without risk, but by using robotics and autonomous technologies and by humans and machines working together, Safety is always a top priority. Whatever the outcome, the people in this podcast hope to make an important contribution to transforming humanity's relationship with the ocean. Please don't forget to check in at mas400.com to find out about the project's status and to learn more about the people and organisations involved. This podcast was edited by me, Martin Gooding, and Akati Papadaki. Our engineer was Ariel Sultan. It is an IBM production.